Hello and welcome to another episode of A Fresh Perspective here on Heavenward Thinking. Today we're continuing on in Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 57, the birth of John the Baptist. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah. But his mother spoke up and said, No, he is to be called John. They said to her, There is no one among your relatives who has that name. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, His name is John. Immediately, his mouth was opened and his tongue set free, and he began to speak, praising God. All the neighbors were filled with awe, and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, What then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. As we look at this section with a fresh perspective, what do we see? Uh, Well, we see God's plan and people Mm. responding to God's plan. Right. So this again, this whole entire thing, we talked about it last week, right? God's plan, Mary responding to God's plan. What 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 is she, you know, talking about? How does she feel about this whole thing? Right. And then we we get here, and this is all about other people responding to what God is doing and trying to make sense out of it all. Mm. Right. Trying to figure out, all right, what's going on here? What happens? And I just I just laugh at this section because, you know, the, the people ask Elizabeth, hey, what do you want to name the baby? John. No, you can't name him John. There's no John. So you don't have any Johns in your family. You can't name him John. So let's talk to the guy who can't speak, mm. right? And and let's ask him. And so he says John and immediately because he recognizes God's plan. It makes you makes you wonder if he had him hauled or anything, would Zachariah still be not speaking? Mm-hmm. Right? But he recognizes, acknowledges God's plan, which if he had done at the very beginning, he probably would have been still speaking. But mm. But he didn't. So God said, hey, because you're not really on board with this whole thing and you're doubting and you're questioning, right? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with this later on, right? And so mm. I, I just, I think again, you get these people who are like, they're wondering, they're pondering, they're trying to figure it all out, right? What God is doing, it is so relevant to what we are doing today, who we are today. We ponder, we wonder, we try to make sense out of what God is doing all the time. Mm. And that's what these people are doing in this section. They come, they're going to name him, uh, and his mother says, no, he's be called John. Uh, and they immediately respond with, well, this is what makes sense to us as human beings. This this has no no making sense at all, what you want. And what she really was trying to do was what God wanted. And they are saying, no, we need to do what's, what's human. And yet... Zechariah finally gets it, as you pointed out. He finally has that confidence in what God has told him. And he had gone through this process. And so many times we have to go through that same process where we doubt God at first or we doubt something God has called us to or promise God has made, just like Zechariah. And we have to go through this process then because we didn't just instantaneously commit and believe in what God has called us to. And so he went through this process, and here he's he writes down his name is John, and then immediately he's rewarded for that faith. He's immediately released from his muteness. He's able to be able to speak again. His tongue was set free. He began to speak, praising God. So we see the result of obedience here in this chapter, and we mm-hmm. see that there's these different parties. There's these people who don't understand what's going on. They just want to do what's humanly making sense to them. We have... 
Zechariah and Elizabeth who are trying to do what God has called them to do. And, and we just see the difference here, that there's there's something different that God is doing. He's going to do something different in this boy, John, and then he's going to do something even more extraordinary in the life of Jesus Christ. And we see that people already are reacting in different ways. And yep. so we're going to see that all throughout the book of Luke, that people are presented with the same facts, the same uh, the same miracles, the same teachings, and they come away with different results. They come away differently with different perspectives. And so it's a very interesting thing that we see that already in Luke chapter one. Yeah. So, I mean, when you, when you look at this, it's, it's funny because they get it, then they don't get it, then they get it, then they don't get it, then they get it. Like they, they're rejoicing. It says they're rejoicing with her, right? Because they heard that the Lord had shown her not not just some mercy, but great mercy, mm. which means all of them knew she probably wasn't going to have children, mm. right? And that what the effect of that was, right? That the the family line, all those things had been affected by this whole thing and her shame because she wasn't able to have kids and all these things. And they get like, God must have done something because it's great mercy of God. So, mm. right. And then the second that she says, yeah, this is a God thing, what they just acknowledged, they immediately say... Yeah, no, 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 no. We we want to name him Zachariah, right? Mm. How many times do people commandeer what we're doing, what God has called us to do, and they decide what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, where we're going to do it, when we're going to do it? And we say, okay, like like church people do this all the time. We walk mm. up to people and we say, like, hey, I want to start a Bible study and I want it to be this way. And they're like, yeah, that's a great idea. Why don't you start a Bible study? And let's have it at this time on this day with these people, you know, like in all these things. We'll train you and we'll get you the curriculum and all this. And pretty soon... The only thing that you're going with is the fact that you wanted to do a Bible study. All the rest of it isn't what God wanted you to do. Mm -hmm. It's what other people wanted you to do, right? Kudos to Elizabeth for saying, yeah, no, Mm -hmm. right? Like like they were going to just go and say, all right, let's name him Zechariah the second or junior. And she says, no. All right. How often do we stand up when we know what God is telling us, when we know why God is telling us? How often do we stand up, look at people and go, no, I'm going to do this. Mm. I'm going to go here. I'm going to say this. I'm going to be whatever it is. Absolutely. I think that's a great challenge for Christians in general. We live in a world that's constantly trying to get us to compromise, constantly trying to get us to change our minds when we when we know what God has called us to. And so as Christians, when God calls us to something, when God tells us to do something, to be something, to start something, when he calls us to a certain path, we need to stand up for it. We need to be, as you said, like Elizabeth in this, where we stand up and say, no, I'm going to choose to do what God has said, what God has called me to do, even when it looks crazy, even when it doesn't make sense to human minds, yeah. even when it goes against what is tradition, like in this, or, or what people expect of us. We need to do what God has called us to do and to stand up for that. And we see in this passage, as we already said, we see that there's a reward for doing that. When we make stands, people around us may think we're crazy. We may go through persecution. We may go through all kinds of hardships. But God himself is going to be the one who rewards us when we step out in faith, when we stand firmly on the word of God, on what God has called us to. When we make those stands for God, then we're going to be rewarded rewarded by God himself and not the world. And I would way rather myself be rewarded by God than by the world. And so making a stand for Christ is what we are called to do every day as Christians. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at how God is working here, right? And you see they're rejoicing, Mm. right? Then it says they wondered, then it says they feared, Mm. and then it says basically they pondered, 
right? And they, they, they kept all these up in, in their head. And all of a sudden, what's going on? All of the hillside is talking about it, is what this said. It's amazing that when God does what he wants to do, when we're obedient, we let him do what he wants to do, everybody's talking about it, mm. right? When God's with something, right? Like you you write news articles, right, mm. for an organization, right? When you write a, a, an inspired news article, it's amazing how it gets out there and who shares it, mm. right? But when when you just hurry up, do something, right, just do what everybody else is doing, just do the norm, it just gets the normal amount of views, right? Mm-hmm. It just gets the, oh, the people are like, eh, uh, all right. But but inspired things, God takes and he just uses them in an incredible way, right? Mm-hmm. He He does He does fantastic things. The problem is, in order to be inspired, you have to make a stand and do what God's called you to do, right? You got to write it a little bit different. You got to say it a little bit different. You got to be a little bit different so that people look at you and they wonder, what in the world is God up to right mm. if we get in the way then it's what's andy up to what's timothy up to but when god's doing some people are like like this is crazy mm. and that's the whole point of our lives is to point to jesus to have everyone around us going whoa there's something different about you and and then seeing that that is jesus that, that's different about us so when we make stands that's when we get people looking and paying attention and seeing what we're doing and then we can point to jesus christ and we can be the light of the world that we're called to be but that only happens when we make those stands like we've already talked about today when we choose to do things differently because if we just back up compromise do whatever the world's telling us to do or other even Christians are telling us to do, then we're not going to be different. And people, as we've just said, as you just said, uh, we're not going to have people paying attention because it's just going to be the normal thing. It's just going to fly under the radar. Uh, We're not called to do that as Christians. We're not called to fly under the radar. We're called to stand out for Jesus, to do things differently because God is calling us to something differently. So I'd encourage you this week to really take that to heart, to live intentionally in each moment of your life, to point to Jesus Christ, do the things God has called you to do, even when it makes you stand out from the crowd, especially when it makes you stand out from the crowd. Follow what God has called you to do, not what the world has called you to do, and not even what other Christians have called you to do. Make sure you're following after Jesus Christ and standing firmly on the word of God. We'll hope you've been encouraged and challenged by this this week and that you'll join us next time for the conclusion of Luke chapter 1 here on A Fresh Perspective on Heavenward Thinking.